from 87 Lafayette, it's Coronapod. I'm Matt. And I'm Adam. And Adam, the weather looks weird today. Yeah, I mean, kind of gray this morning, then massive rainstorm with thunder, and then beautiful, beautiful end to the day. Yeah, really strange, really but strange. What, I don't, there was something about it that got me really excited. Like, I don't think normally when it rains, I get that excited. And I can't tell if it was something about, like, renewal and, like, cleansing, or if it was just, I've been inside a long time, so the thought of not having to go outside was, I I can't figure it out, but this felt different from any rainstorm I've ever experienced. Yeah, it was very strange. I was on a phone call, and... It was basically impossible to talk because the wind was so loud. I, I, I don't know. It seemed almost biblical. What's crazy to me, though, is in this world of social media, my friends in Minnesota were getting snow. In um, Canada, this guy I follow who's a big kayaker got a ton of snow. So I guess to me, like, it's April. Everything's blooming. The garden center near us just opened, and yet it's dumping snow where my brother is in Vermont. It's snowing in Minnesota. I can't, it's strange. Weather is strange. And I don't know, maybe it's because we don't make meaningless small talk about it anymore, mm. that it feels special. Well, we're kind of making meaningless small talk about it now. No, but we're not talking about what the weather was. <laughs> I'm just saying talking about weather feels different. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, we also observe it a little bit more because we're at home. And so I feel like I'm you know, I'll walk out. We're very fortunate to have a little bit of a patio here. So I'll walk out onto the patio in the middle of the day. Uh, so, you know, I guess I notice it a little bit more than I would if I were just at work. I don't know. I don't know. But it, it has been weird. It is definitely weird that spring has surely sprung. The blooms are blooming. The sun is out. It's really beautiful most days. And yet... No, one, no one's here. No one's out there seeing it, hopefully. Hopefully. So... Speaking of weather, though, we do have a friend who is experiencing, has long been experiencing pretty different weather because he is in Minnesota, where I think it snows into what, August? Something like that. I think we should give him a call and hear how it's been. Hey, Billy. Welcome to Coronapod. Thanks. Good to hear from you guys. So, Billy, tell us where you are. You you I, are a New Yorker. You live in New York, but where are you right now? Yes, yeah, so I live in Brooklyn, but I am currently in my parents' basement in suburban Minneapolis. And how long have you been there for? We are on day 12, and we are counting the days as I am finishing out my 14-day post-New York quarantine. Got it. So you are at your parents' house, but you're not interacting with your parents. Tell us a little bit more about that. Is this like a Janet Yellen and her son situation where she was leaving him breakfast at the top of the stairs every morning? How are you guys managing that? Yeah, um, so... I would say, like, not quite to that extreme, um, and definitely it's, like, eased up as we, like, got past, like, the initial, like, hurdle, um, I'd say, like, 
by like the past couple days a little looser but especially like initially it was more of a uh like we had our like spot at the top of the stairs like here is your food and things like that kind of a thing um i definitely lucked out in the sense that our like floor plan in this house is like laid out in a way that like i can like go upstairs and like talk to them at like a 20 foot distance kind of a thing but there's been no like oh we're gonna like spend like mother-son time like doing things together or like hanging out and hugging closely kind of thing did they pick you up at the airport or did they leave you on your own so my brother and his fiance picked me up at the airport um and dropped me off at my parents house but my brother my fiance my brother and his fiance have also not um gotten in close to my parents um since the start of the of the crisis and i'm interested so you've been there for 12 days We've been in isolation for a lot more than 12 days. What led you to decide, you know what, think it's time to leave New York? And what was that journey like from New York back to Minnesota? Yeah, and I'm also like, I almost might like split that into like three things I think have kind of gone on. Um, the first of which was like in those initial days, right, everything was changing. Every day, we were in like a totally different world of what the new normal was looking like. And so I think in that initial, like, okay, New York is going into lockdown, when we were initially talking about, like, social distancing, like, I don't know if you guys remember that first weekend where social distancing was, like, don't gather with more than, like, four or five people kind of a thing, in which, at that point, you know, my mindset was, oh, I'm probably better off in New York with, like, a close group of, like, small number of people I might see rather than, like, isolate for, like, 14 days in the basement, right? Um, but obviously things, like, in the period of like four or five days, things change like very significantly. So I think that's kind of the first thing. Um, so that's why I initially didn't leave New York. Um, the second thing I think that causing the change was I was hesitant to like come back and like, you know, I have to go through like a two week quarantine. Um, and like for one piece of context is that I live in a studio. So I like was not interacting with anyone having like any social interaction. Mm. Um, I think part of, part of it was like, I didn't initially didn't go home because I that also didn't want to like, you know, bring things home with me to my family. Um, but it was, it, it hit a point where I hadn't left my apartment in two weeks anyways. And so I, it was like the probability, like, um, like the probability I would spread, to, you know, spread something while like in the airport had gone to zero. Um, and so like that bit of like, I could be like a vector at that point had gone to zero. Um, and so I kind of made the decision of, all right, that probability has gone down. And I also like, hit a point where I'm like, okay, like, I'm also, like, essentially, like, quarantined by myself in New York anyway, so I may as well at this point just do that quarantine drive my space for three weeks. Um, and then in terms of the journey, it was honestly one of the strangest experiences I had, because I, so I left, it was, like, 12 days ago, which point air travel had, like, almost completely shut down. Um, like, LaGuardia obviously was, like, a complete, like, empty place. It was, um, there were 20 people on a 200-seat plane. Um, like, the number of departures for the entire day fit on one monitor. When I was already when like, all the monitors lined up. It's, like, all the Delta departures for the day, like, all of them were blank but one. Um, and, like, the airport was completely empty. Um, plenty of space. I was able to bring my emotional support orchid on the plane with me. So Cheryl is alive and well at my desk with me here. She <laughs> will survive the pandemic as well. Um, but yeah, overall, like, it was just, like, a lot of, it's a very, like, strange experience, like, deciding 
would I come home? Did I want to come home? How would I get home? Um, now we're here. And, and now that you're home, I think people who have gone home to their families during quarantine, there's kind of a split between the people who going to college was the best thing that ever happened to them and being home now is like that final, those final years of high school where all they want to do is get out and now they're not only trapped at their parents' house and like back under the wing, but also like they physically can't leave and the people are like, oh, I'm really excited to be home. What, what camp do you fall in? Are you happy to be home or are you kind of like, oh God, like... It's happening again. <laughs> I mean, I don't think a lot of people who are in that second camp would make the decision to, like, intentionally go home. So I think, like, definitely in the first camp. But I think there are other things that I wasn't it wasn't expecting. Like, like coming home, right? Like, it's the longest time that I've been home in a long time. Um, but there are little things that I'm not used to, like, that have come out particularly when I'm, like, in this quarantine period. Right, where normally, like, my parents just don't eat that much, for example, anymore. Because, like, like, my mother survives on, like, nuts and cheese. And it's like, oh, I had so many nuts. I, like, don't need to, like, have, like, a full dinner tonight. And I'm, like, a 26-year-old guy who's, like, ready to, like, eat significantly more than that. And normally, I just, like, make my own food. But now when I'm, like, eating what they eat, it's like, you know, like I'm like, wait, how is this working? Um, <laughs> so there's, like, little weird things like that that are coming out where I'm like, hey, like, can you make more food today? Um that have not ever been, like, tension points before. Um, but no, overall, it's, like, nice. I'm, like, excited to, like, be home for a chunk of time and have, like, an excuse to, like, be able to be home. Uh, and also, like, not have any FOMO about, like, things going on with, like, friends and things in New York because I wouldn't see anyone anyways if I were in New York. And and thinking about kind of the, the day where you'll come back, have you given any thought to this? Are you going to come back the minute New York City leaves lockdown, the minute Minnesota leaves lockdown, when your company tells you you have to come back to the office, how are you kind of thinking about that decision? Or honestly, are you like, the only thing I can think about is when these 14 days are up and I'm a lot upstairs? Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's one of those things, like, I have, I, we don't know what the options are going to be, right? So it's hard to be like, oh, this is, when this happens, I'm going to go back, because I see, like, a few scenarios. Um What's probably most likely to happen is Minnesota will probably loosen up on rules before New York does, just because um, for like a variety of factors. And so I think I'll probably stay here as long as like I'll probably stay here as long as you know being in New York would mean not socializing at all. Um, if like we enter a world where we have like light, like social distancing light, where you can start interact, where we start seeing certain numbers of people but maybe like don't go back to like bars and restaurants and workplaces or probably go back to New York just because I like would like to see you know friends again and like have that independent life again but as long as like that life doesn't exist at all I'll probably stay here um, and what about your parents are they thrilled to have you back are they less than thrilled to have you back. I imagine because you're such a wonderful, kind person, Billy, that they that they <laughs> oh, are completely Matt. thrilled. <laughs> um, honestly, they're, like, super happy that I'm back, and they were, in part, just completely freaking out. I mean, the thing we forget is, like, when we're in New York and, and we're just, and is, is when things that are just, like, our norm and, like, what is going on in our city around us 
is actually like can be like the national news focus and obviously like we read the newspaper like we know that like new york is the center of um the center of the crisis right now but to the extent to which like the amount of news my parents were consuming that was just like images of new york and they were just completely freaking out and weren't telling me that directly so now that i'm back they're like oh my god thank god you're back like you're just watching news you don't have to watch the news every day to see what's going on in your city um so from their mindset, they were concerned. I was just, like, lonely <laughs> and, like, not ready from, like, a mental health perspective to, like, be, a, be like, living by myself for, like, a period of months. But they, from, like a, like, a physical safety were, like, panicking, freaking out kind of thing. So they're, like, very happy that I'm not. Or that I'm, like, in, their, in that, like, parental, like, realm of, like, feeling like they can control my, like, physical well-being when I'm in their basement. Got it. All right, final final question for you. What is the one thing you forgot at your apartment in Brooklyn and wish you had brought with you? Oh, that's a good question. Um, hmm. Sounds like there's something that I like, intentionally didn't bring. So like, I intentionally brought Cheryl, my orchid, but I did not bring my other plant, Karen, because I like Cheryl more than Karen. Um, but like, what did I wish I'd bring with me? I'm not sure if there's anything that I, like, completely forgot. Because, I mean, the weird thing about this is I think this was, like, the most I'd ever thought about leaving and what I would want to leave before before going somewhere because I intentionally also then, like, waited 14 days before traveling. It's, like, like, 14 days to be, like, oh, what did I forget yesterday that I should, like, move into my suitcase that I might want? Um, I don't know if there's anything that I, like... Well, then, then that, that sounds like uh, successful packing. Best wishes to uh, Karen from us at CoronaPod. Um, if you had left us keys, we could have biked over and looked after her. But um, best wishes to you and your family, to Karen, and uh, hope everyone stays safe and healthy. Thanks for, uh, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Billy. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. I sometimes do feel like I maybe should have gone home. I think it would have been nice for my parents, but I think being here was probably the right decision. At the very least, because we're able to make this uh, fantastic podcast with our dozens and dozens of listeners. Absolutely. And quick, uh, on my favorite subject, Billy, our guest, Minneapolis, they have closed 18 miles of streets for pedestrians and cyclists. New York City, I'd like to remind you, right now has a whopping zero miles. We have a lot more people in New York City than in Minneapolis. So, Bill de Blasio, I don't know what the hell you're doing, but whatever you are doing, it's absolute horseshit. And on that note, I second Adam's opinion. I'll be home for Christmas. You can plan on me. This has been CoronaPod. Thanks for listening. And until next time, stay healthy. And presents by the tree. Coronapod is brought to you by Momo the Cat. Follow her at Momo underscore is underscore a underscore cat.